0: Hey, this is John Stevens, pastor of Chapelwood, and this is our weekly sermon podcast. I hope it will impact your heart and your life and help you grow closer to God. Check us out online at chapelwood.org. Thanks for tuning in. Our scripture today is from Genesis chapter one, verses one through five. In the beginning, when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And it was evening, and there was morning the first day. This is the word of the Lord. You may, you may be seated. Now, friend, that was your first Sunday of Advent gift. Christmas came early. What we have with this team is so special. I mean, such just a synchronicity and harmony and community. That comes because they love each other. And they've been singing together for a long time now. And they can bring that kind of sound and that gift to us and to our creator, God. So thank you so much to the worship team. Well, my name is Rachel Sharetti. If you don't know me, I'm associate pastor of discipleship. I work with older adults and I bring you glad tidings of Advent, hope and goodness and light. And so would you do me a favor of standing and greeting those around you with goodness and light today? Glad you're with us today in worship. I hope you find it inspiring and uplifting. I wanna make sure at some point that you visit chapelwood.org slash home. There you'll find links to register your attendance, places where you can give to support the mission and ministry of Chapelwood. There are also places where you can find out more about growing in your discipleship, all ages from the youngest of children to the oldest of adults. If you have a prayer need, you can register for that as well. Or if you just need someone to contact you, follow up in areas of ministry, you can do that. We're so glad that you're here with us. Welcome home. With you as, uh, to open up our uh, Advent season together as John is um, having time with family and will be back with us next week. Um, you don't normally see me because I'm over in the contemplative service I'm in the chapel and then teaching various Sunday school classes. Um, so thanks for letting me come and be I want to tell you a story about, um, well, about something that happened to me a couple years ago. It was the summer of 2020, and I got a call from church member Dorothy McLemore, and she said, hi, Michael and Rachel, what are you doing tonight around midnight? And I'm sleeping. Uh, why, Dorothy? And she said, because I want you to come over to my house. I'm having a party in my backyard because tonight my night-blooming cirrus is going to bloom. And she says, this is very special, very special, because the blooms only bloom for one night in the night, and then that's over by morning. And we said, Wow. That sounds really cool. And so we, we read up a little bit on it and we said, Dorothy, yes, we will be there. So we arrived at her house around midnight and went into a very dark backyard. And there were other folks there mixing and mingling. And we were. it was so dark, we were just trying not to fall into the pool. And, and she brought us over to her night-blooming cirrus, which is a large, large plant. It's in the cactus family. And she showed us... We where these, um, it looked just about like this, these, these blossoms were, were on their way, slowly, slowly, slowly going to open. Well, we were there for a, cu- a couple of hours at least, maybe three, and we'd mix and mingle and eat and drink, and, and she had lovely music playing, and then we'd every now and then go over to the Cirrus, and we would check it, and see how much more it had opened. And it was starting to let off the most beautiful fragrance. And then um, we got tired and went home. <laughs> it was probably about 2 o'clock, honestly. And um, she sent us some photos of it in full bloom. And I went, here it is. Isn't that amazing? And it only happens at night. And by morning, the blossoms are closed, and they are just literally just hanging limp, just hanging limp, having done their thing, showed their beauty, and then it's over. Now, she, when we left that night from her house, she gave us our very own night-blooming cirrus. And we have enjoyed it so much these past years. We keep checking it to see, oh, are you know, blossoms you know, growing? And then we'll keep checking it. We'll make sure we have all the lights off and the blinds closed so the light doesn't interfere with its blooming. And um, anyway, it's just been a joy. And it's taught me so much. Really, it has. And one of those things is that good things do happen in the darkness. You know bad darkness gets a bad rap. We want to chase it away, right? I mean, so we do with the holidays, the days become shorter, the nights longer, and we put up all our twinkle lights, which I absolutely love. My house is covered in them. And we cuz we just love we love the light. We're really people of the light. But good things happen in the darkness. Let's think about that. I bet if we were to give you a piece of paper, you could list probably about 20 things that happen in the darkness. Seeds go into the earth, into the soil, and in the darkness there, they start sprouting roots and then eventually push up out of the ground. Um, And of course, earthworms, they do all of their best work in the darkness of the earth. If you go into a cavern, you've got stalactites and stalagmites growing. Babies, babies grow in darkness—the darkness of the womb, right? What about a night sky? Going out into night sky, um, dark sky territory, and seeing the stars, the Milky Way. Oh, rest. What about sleep? Sleep happens in the darkness. All of those things, they're so good, so good. The darkness isn't bad, it's good too. Advent, Advent begins in the dark. No candles are lit until we light one. And then the next week we'll light two and then three, and then four, and the light grows. Advent begins in the dark. And, you know, the, it, I love how it mirrors what the earth, what's going on with the earth because the earth, as we move towards winter, towards the shortest day, the longest night, the winter solstice, and the leaves are letting go, and animals are going into hibernation mode, it's like everything's turning inward. And we are invited to go inward as well. In Advent, you can be honest. Our culture has this wonderful uh, celebration of the holidays. It's so fun, it's so beautiful. But Advent calls us to something different. While our culture says, Mary, bright, Advent says, goodness, light. You see the difference? Merry and bright, goodness and light. And you can have both. You can. But goodness and light comes to us, and it, it, it hits a deeper place within us. Merry and bright, it's fleeting. Goodness and light goes deep, it stays. So in this sermon series that we are starting in this Advent season, we're basing it off of this song, Do You See What I See, or Do You Hear What I Hear, I think it was the same song. Um, I, when I was a kid, I'd go into my room and I had a record player and I'd play this holiday album and this baritone with this wonderful voice would sing this song. And I was so captivated by it because it kind of tells a story. There's a pattern to it and there's even an echo, right? The, the, the night wind said to the little lamb, do you see what I see? And then the little lamb says to the shepherd boy, Right? And then the shepherd boy says to the mighty king. And then the mighty king says to the people everywhere. Now, I will say it's now it's not one of my most favorite of Christmas songs. But Whitney Houston, y'all, can really bring it. So I think you need to go home and listen to that um, before next week. So this, but that is, the, that is our pattern. This week we're talking about do you see what I see? This said the night wind to the little lamb. But really, it's the voice of God. Do you see what I see? That is God's question to us today. So, what does it mean to see? As God sees? To answer that, let's go back to Genesis 1 to the very beginning, where we see, we get a clue as to what God sees. When God began to create the heavens and the earth, the earth was complete chaos, and darkness covered the face of the deep, while a wind from God swept over the face of the waters. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw that the light was good. And God separated the light from the darkness. And God called the light day and the darkness night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. Now, one of the things that stands out to me about this passage is that God doesn't judge the chaos and darkness. He doesn't call it bad. doesn't call one thing bad here. But what God does is he organizes the chaos. He calls something else out of it. God creates something for us. He, and God keeps the darkness. Sees it as essential. Doesn't do away with it. But keeps the darkness. And then names it, gives it a name. Now, you know, when you name something, you're blessing it. You see it and you bless it when you name something. It's good. God called it good. To see with God's eyes means to see potential, it means to see innovation and beauty. And purpose, that's what it means to see with God's eyes. God looked into that darkness and pulled out light, called it day, and they both need each other. We need both and we get both. Remember, it's not just merry and bright, right? It's goodness and light. And the dark, it's good too. I want to tell you a story about a friend of mine. Her name is Jenny, and she lives in Virginia, right on the bay, right where the Chesapeake Bay starts to come into um, into the southeastern part of Virginia. And she, her home and land are right there on the water. And Jenny and I became friends because she was a member of my church, but... Um, but also, we had this tradition of creating Advent wreaths um, like with live greenery. And so the Saturday before the first Sunday of Advent, I would go to her house. And together, we would tromp through her land. And we would bring our, you know, our, um, our gardening scissors and our, our gloves. And we would just fill up bags of just different kinds of leaves. And anyway, we got a great chance to talk with one another and become friends. Well, Jenny's husband Bob, he—he um, he was gosh, such a dear man, so joyful and kind, and loved children, and such a craftsman too. Well, he had um, been diagnosed with cancer, and he uh, passed away pretty quickly, um, faster than I think any of us were ready for. Um, and so Jenny and I, we would walk her land together and and talk and. Um, it was just some sweet time. Well, this week she uh, sends me this picture of this wreath that she made, and I want to tell you about this wreath that hangs on her door. You see, she had had a roof leak, and you know it's not what you want. And she had had you know all her so many boxes up in the attic. And boxes that she had been putting off going through um, because she knew when she got into it, they were all things that were going to remind her of her beloved Bob. So for seven years, she's put it off going through that stuff. But the leaky roof made her have to do that. And she said, you know, Rachel, I realized I was ready. I was ready and I could do it. So we got all the boxes down and started going through all these Christmas decorations—fifty years of Christmas decorations—and so many of those things had a particular memory attached to it. Um, but she says, "I, what I did was, I was able to kind of sort through, keep what I needed, and salvage some things as well, and then let some other things go. My neighbor and I—we packed it up, put it in the van, and and took it down to Goodwill, so that maybe another family would be able to enjoy." Some of these Christmas decorations. But she said, some of these pieces I have out in my in my home now that I hadn't had out in some years now. But this wreath is put together with pieces of some of my salvaged Christmas decorations. Isn't it lovely? She put that together. I like to think that she kind of or she organized the chaos of her attic. She organized and recreated that with the sorrow and the grief that she had over the loss of of her Bob, she made this beautiful thing that hangs on her door and will bless her in all of her comings and her goings this Christmas. She says, sometimes good things do come out of what seemed so bad and so hard at the time. Our invitation today is to see as God sees, to see goodness and light. There is a 14th century mystic named Julianne of Norwich. And she says something that's really lovely and quite profound I'd like to share with you. She says, I know well that heaven and earth and all creation are great and generous and beautiful And good. God's goodness fills all his creatures and all his blessed works full and endlessly overflows in them. Now, here's, I love this part. God is everything which is good as I see it, and the goodness which everything has is God. God is everything which is good, and the goodness which everything has is God and God sees light and goodness in you and in me and in all of humanity in fact sees it so much that God said I want to be with them I want to be closer to them I want to walk with them and talk with them and eat with them I want to live with them So God took every promise that God had ever made, took all the love and creativity and put it into flesh and bone. That's what we call the incarnation. Literally, with flesh. Incarnation. And we have the person of Jesus, fully human and fully divine goodness and light dwelled within him and we As so it goes for jesus so it goes for us that same spark and goodness and light lives inside of you and me and when we pattern our lives after jesus when we see with the eyes of god we see the worth in the poor We see strength in those that are sick. We see hope in prisoners. We see power in women. We see value in children. We see heroes in Samaritans. See, in, pattern, in in reading about Jesus and sitting at his feet and learning from him, we learn how we too can see with the eyes of God. My friend Jenny and her wreath <laughs> I think is a beautiful, just tangible example of seeing beauty and worth and purpose out of something that it was kind of a mess. And like my friend Dorothy and then her night-blooming Cirrus, which I now have, there is goodness in the light. I mean, there's goodness in the darkness. There is light dwelling there. And we don't have to be afraid. Sometimes, though, you have to close your eyes to see it. Sometimes you have to close your eyes to see. Now, do you remember that old, that TV show from, I don't know, almost about 20 years ago, Alias, Jennifer Garner? Well, I learned an important life tool there. When the lights go out, and all of a sudden you're like, I can't see, I cannot see anything, nobody move. She taught me if you close your eyes, and count to ten at least, and then open your eyes, you actually can see. It gives your eyes a chance to adjust, and I use that all the time. It's brilliant. I never knew that. So close your eyes in the dark, and then you can see. Friends, there's something there. (laughs) There's something there. To see with God's eyes, sometimes we have to close our eyes. We have to go inward and look with the eyes of our heart. And I want, um, let's see, um, Karen, go to the next slide. I I know I have some questions. Um, Here's, yeah, here's some questions you might want to entertain in your own um, devotional life. But as you close your eyes and you connect to the place of your heart, ask yourself, where is the darkness and chaos in my life right now? where do I see darkness and chaos right now? And then ask, where is the goodness and light? Where is the goodness and light? And then there's a final thing I want to teach you. That you can take with you. Because it's great if we come to church and we hear sermons and we go to Bible study. But if we don't have like a practical like plan. A practice to employ the the truth that we're learning to incorporate in our lives. Well, you know, we we only get so far. Let's go further. And this little tool, it's called a breath prayer. And you don't need anything fancy except your very breath. On your when you inhale and exhale, I right, see it automatically relaxes me. And I already feel open. On the inhale, think the word goodness. And on the exhale, light. Goodness, inhale, light, exhale. Now, this little prayer, you can use it anytime. In line at the store, washing dishes, folding laundry. You can do it when someone walks into your office that you got to talk to and you're not sure you want to talk to them. No one has to know you're doing this. But goodness and light. And in the... God is so awesome, and it does automatically just start to open up neurological pathways in our brain. We can problem solve. We can see innovation and beauty and goodness. We can maybe communicate clearly. All of the things that we need, suddenly, somehow, they do come to us if we're open and receptive to goodness and light. So may this be a practice that maybe you leave today and you take with you and take it with you all the way to Christmas as a way of being able to see with the eyes of God. So let's close our eyes right now and just pay attention to our breath. Goodness and light. And offer ourselves to God. O oh, loving Creator, who sees the beauty and the goodness in each of us, who loves this world with such a with such abandon that you would abandon your home in the heavenly realm to come and to be with us, to be Emmanuel, God with us. Oh, how we want to see with your eyes so that we can love with your kind of love, so that we can be a light to our families, to our friends and coworkers, so that we can serve, so that we can bring healing and beauty and innovation to your creation. Oh God, help us not to give in just to Mary and Bright. Help us not to settle for that. Help us to go deeper. Help us to receive goodness and light so that we might be goodness and light in this world. It's in the name of Jesus our Christ that we pray. Amen.